Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the third and last part of our full interview with Bob Stark, where we discuss the role played by predictive AI in shaping treasury operations. Bob Stark is a trailblazer in enterprise liquidity, payments, and risk management. As the driving force behind a multi-product go-to-market strategy, Bob's expertise fuels valuation and growth whilst also forging a new brand for the future of financial technology. Kiriba is renowned for its treasury management system, a comprehensive solution that offers automated cash management, seamless bank connectivity, strategic liquidity planning, streamlined payments, and efficient working capital features. In the episode of today, expect to learn what is predictive AI, what does generative AI really mean, how does AI contribute to the generation of new information or data in treasury operations at Kiriba? What is the potential impact of this AI capability on the broader treasury landscape? Where does Bob see AI entering the workflows and processes of companies? And like always, much, much more. We're very much looking forward to recording and releasing this series of episodes. Bob is a reference in the world of treasury and quite a podcast enthusiast, as you will soon hear. But his knowledge in AI and application he sees for treasury left us speechless. We truly hope you will enjoy the episode. If that is the case, and when you are thinking about how you found our podcast, chances are that it was through word of mouth, social media, or a recommendation from your favorite podcast platform. And this is our only request to you. The only way we can get more and more amazing guests like Bob and get more people to learn about treasury is thanks to you. So if you enjoy what you hear and maybe learn a thing or two, please consider following the show, leaving a review, or sharing this episode to help others discover it too. And with all that being said, please welcome Bob Stark. Bob, bring us home with, with like the merger of everything we just talked about. Predictive AI, generative AI, how it can be how it needs automation in order to process correctly. What is beyond that in treasury? How like make us dream? For instance, can it can it generate complete new information but that would be close to reality? Like expanding in new countries, for instance, I'm thinking of that. Can AI in treasury take us there? Absolutely. Absolutely you can. So I like that question because it needs to be precise and specific for treasury, anyone in treasury to say, oh, I get it. I mean, that was the beauty of ChatGPT in the first place when we all saw it. It's suddenly, oh, I see that if I type something in, it gives me an answer. I get it. The same thing goes for treasury. The moment that you are able to see this is a better cash forecast amount around my receivables. I actually can then reconcile that. And of course, you should have those tools in every treasury platform to actually understand the variance of your forecast. But the AI version of that predictability gave a better result. You know, week by week over a 13-week forecast, I had a better result. That reinforces what, you know, a client should expect. Same thing, you know, I'm let's just say Slovenia, it's just a wonderful place. If I need to ensure that I am expanding to this wonderful location and I need to use data from accessory countries to be able to do that, 
You need to see that in action. And yes, the treasury system, as it supports that, like we, we support that, then you're a believer. And I think that's, that's kind of like the missing equation is you can speak in generalities all day long. Like it's going to do this. It's going to do this. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to give you better predictability. Well, show me it. And that's what every customer that we talk to is saying, show me what it does and show me that it's better. Cause this, it's all a connected conversation. Prove to me that AI can do better than what I do now. And that's where the data journey from here's what I'm trying to achieve. I'm going to use AI instead of something else, or maybe I didn't have anything at all, in which case, of course, it's going to be better. But generally, you're comparing against something. And then show me that it was that it was more impactful. Show me that it actually was a better predictive element of what my cash was going to look like six months down the road. And that's the proof point that everyone needs. And that's what we work with our customers on is understand. It's not just saying, hey, we got AI. Like our marketing team can just say, hey, we got AI across all these different things. It doesn't mean anything until you start doing what we just described. And everyone has different tolerances and what their level of adoption is. Some are early adopters and they say, absolutely. You know, if you have an innovation lab, I want to be in it. Others are, well, I want to make sure that 90% of the rest of your customers did this until I'm actually going to even engage in it. And there's nothing wrong with that either. So the proof has to be there. And that's the stage that we're in right now is that all the tools are there. Everything works for many different use cases and it's live in production and across most of these use cases. But we're still treating individual client scenarios as a let's prove it for you and set up a process where it's not just, oh, look, AI did something. It's almost like parallel testing. Show me a scenario with AI, show me the scenario without AI, and let's see who won that race at the end of the day. And that's part of the the learning that needs to happen. AI, uh, you know, something to your question earlier on opinions, it is not be better every time because we're, all we're trying to do is provide some more a better essence, better capture of historical information and a better probability of what should happen based on what has happened historically, either directly or using a set of proxy information, doesn't mean it will happen. I mean, if it did, then we would have, the first use case for AI would have been what happens to the stock markets because give me certainty around that and I'm a winner. The same thing goes here is that we're trying to see, does this give us for our business, for the needs we have, for the fact that Treasury is now responsible for forecasting 12 months instead of for a 13-week, does it give us something better than we're doing today? And the answer is yes, you're going to keep doing that. The answer is no, we're going to figure out why it doesn't and see if there's different elements of that model that need to be a little different. Maybe we trained it in a bad way. Maybe we tried to train it with information from 2020 which we know is an anomaly of all anomalies when it comes to cash and liquidity. Maybe we tried to train it and the whoops, realized that maybe we shouldn't have done that. Maybe we didn't have the right proxy information to create a synthetic set to train the data. All of these are open questions. So when we think of, is it just a you know plug and play? No, it's not a plug and play, but it's a tool like anything else that needs to be considered alongside what you have now for better predictability or forecast and to help with those 
I'm going to say unique scenarios, but those irregular scenarios where I need new data that just do not have anything that gives me a good starting point. But that was all both a masterclass and also uh, in eye-opening and also inspiring. We also have a newsletter where we try to go through all these concepts uh, around AI and treasury and whatnot, but I think you did a better job than we have been for the last couple of months in our writing. So thank you very much for that. And is there anything that we didn't ask you that you would like to share that treasury professionals, and now we're talking about all spectrums of people in their treasury career uh, tend to listen to this podcast. Is there anything that treasury professionals should know about AI in treasury? They, touched on I it? feel we probably touched on it, but I'll have to reiterate it, is that data is the currency or the commodity that you need to own and manage in order to make any of this successful. And whether it's artificial intelligence or people intelligence, you need to become data-centric in treasury. And for any anyone that sees that opportunity in front of them in their career path to think, ooh, there's an opportunity for digital transformation here. You're probably right. There's a whole source. I mean, just you know, listening to podcasts like this as an example, or even newsletters, you're going to get a wealth of information around what other people are doing. Uh, sometimes in treasury, uh, you know, we talked about this a few times, but sometimes that crowdsourcing of intelligence and experience is what's going to push treasury forward especially those that have more legacy processes or legacy decision making ai is new it's scary but it's not as scary as it used to be because of some of the advancements we've seen in the very recent past and so like anything understand what you need understand what your gaps are understanding what your internal stakeholders it is part of this and compliance as well and audit Make sure that everyone's constituent in this so that what you do is actually something that can be reused in your operation. And that's why, you know, touched on that governance and compliance and security of data becomes so paramount. So I think be data centric and understand what that means for your organization. And you'll find that AI really can do a lot for you. That's a perfect wrap up. Thank you so much, Bob. If listeners want to learn more about you or Kariba's AI innovation or treasure solutions, where should they go? Just go to kariba.com. We have, I think, a fun wealth of information across AI, across APIs, across data, across anything. So yeah, feel free to visit, visit with us, engage with us, come visit us at events, whatever you want. We're, we like these conversations. They're a lot of fun for us. Amazing. And we'll we'll tag that and your personal LinkedIn as well uh, in the show notes below. And uh, thank you very much, Bob. Thank you. It's a fun conversation, really. Thank you so much.